Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today is the first day of regular podcasts. Last week we did our five-day podcast party. So if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, make sure you go back and do so because we're getting really, really great feedback about all of them and I'm so excited for you to listen in if you haven't already. Today, what I want to talk to you about is something that I actually referenced in one of those episodes, which is a concept I spoke about on a TikTok probably about a month ago that went viral. So this video has 1.2 or 1.3 million views. And for me, it was a very sort of casual concept that I was talking about. But obviously, it hit a nerve with a lot of people, which is a good indicator that I need to speak about it a little bit more. So today, I want to talk to you about the concept of procrastination as stress-seeking behavior, and also just stress-seeking behavior in general. Welcome to the Self-Made Mamas podcast, where we help you build a business that fills your bank account, frees up your schedule, and hands you back the power that too many women have to sacrifice when they become mothers. I'm Melissa Rogers, recovering supermom, corporate dropout, and CEO of a highly profitable online business that I built from scratch with a baby on my hip. I created this podcast to talk business and marketing, motherhood and marriage, health and healing, building wealth, and breaking cycles. So if you're ready for all of that, let's get to it. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's podcast, I just want to take a minute and apologize for my voice. It is pretty bad today. I have been waking up sick almost every week, most of this year, as I explained in my bonus birthday episode. But some days when I wake up, my voice is just really rough compared to how it is normally and nothing that I do really makes it better. Days like today, I'm going to continue podcasting because I don't want to keep taking breaks. I just want to acknowledge, I do know that my voice doesn't sound very pleasant to listen to at the moment. And I'm doing my best to soothe it and heal it and heal my throat a little bit so that it can sound a bit clearer and a bit nicer for you guys to listen to. Thank you for sticking it out with me while I have this lovely gravelly sick person voice for what feels like the entire year, but we're going to make it work. The second thing that I wanted to remind you of is that last week I announced that I would be releasing a limited number of strategy intensives each month. These are 30 minute strategy calls for people that don't already work with me. And this is something that I never do. Typically, if you want to work with me, you have to be inside my program. There's no other way to get access to me. I keep my business very tight, very simple. These are brand new. These are something I have not offered before and the price point is phenomenal. It is an absolute steal. Now I announced these on Friday. I released 10 spots and seven of them are gone already at the time of recording. So we have three spots left for the month of June. So if you are someone that is not already in the society, you don't already work with me and you want to hop on a 30 minute strategy call and plan out a six month strategic plan for your business, then make sure you hit the link in the show notes and get that booked up ASAP because once they're gone for the month, they're gone and I won't release any more until into July. Okay. So let's talk about stress seeking. About a month ago, I released a TikTok video. What I said in that TikTok video was that if you are someone who has experienced trauma or has lived a chaotic life, you're someone who experienced chaos or instability in childhood, or perhaps for an extended period of time in your adult life, then it's very likely that you do what all of us do, which is unconsciously, subconsciously repeat cycles, right? We seek that chaos. We seek that stress. We seek that stress that we were used to or that we've become accustomed to. What 
what I did in this TikTok was I connected this idea to procrastination because I have observed in myself over the years and observed in my clients as well that those of us who have experienced trauma or extended periods of stress are so much more prone to procrastinating about everything for absolutely no reason. I've observed that this is in many ways a form of stress seeking. We are seeking that pressure. We're seeking that little adrenaline rush that we get when we have to do something under pressure. The problem is that when this goes too far, it can really negatively impact your life. So if you are someone who has always put works well under pressure on your resume, if you are someone who always waits till the last minute to do things because you work better that way, but you have found as the responsibilities in your life have increased, as you have gotten older, as your habits have changed, your lifestyle has changed, that this is actually becoming something that is a detriment to your life and not a superpower that you can whip out when you need to, then this episode is for you. I put that TikTok out and it was very quiet for the first 24 hours and then all of a sudden it picked up. As I said, it has, I believe, 1.2 million views at this point and thousands and thousands of comments. Typically, when a TikTok gets picked up like that, there will be lots of dissent in the comments. There'll be lots of disagreement, lots of arguing. And in this case, with this particular TikTok, I can think of maybe five or six comments that I saw where, where someone was like, this is BS. I don't agree with it. But thousands and thousands of people going, oh my God, I definitely do this. I just thought that was so fascinating because it's two things that we know that we do and we widely accept that we do. Procrastination is a totally normal thing that everybody to some extent does. And this concept of reenactment or of reliving cycles is very widely acknowledged psychologically. If you've ever spoken to a therapist or a mental health professional, they will tell you that most people, without being aware of it, unconsciously try to recreate the environment that they either grew up in or that they have been accustomed to through stress because stress and danger creates so much deeper of an imprint on your brain than other things. I'm not going to go into all of that because that's not my lane. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychological professional. So I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. What I am going to do is I'm going to find somebody who is and who specializes in this kind of thing to come and be on the podcast so that we can hear and ask questions from a professional in this field. But what I'm going to talk to you about is just the surface level concept of stress seeking in your life and how that relates to your business and your productivity and your efficiency. First of all, let's look at procrastination. Now, the very first episode I ever did of this podcast was about procrastination. And I think it's important when we're having this discussion about procrastination as a stress-seeking behavior that we eliminate the other possibilities for it. So if you have not already listened to episode one of this podcast, go take a listen. I talk about some of the really normal reasons for procrastination in that episode. But here, what we're going to talk about today is procrastination as a subconscious recreation of a stressful environment. You're intentionally creating stress for yourself because you are kind of hooked on that little rush that you get from being under pressure. Now in the TikTok that I shared, I actually use the wording addicted to your own stress hormones. And I wish that I hadn't used that wording. I said it that way just off the cuff. It was a TikTok that I just recorded without scripting it, without making any notes or anything. I just spoke to my phone off the cuff. And had I known that it was going to reach that many people, I would have adjusted my wording because there really isn't any hard research to support the idea that you can be addicted to your own hormones. 
There are articles about it if you Google it, but they're not referenced by peer-reviewed research. So I don't think that it's really valid to say that 100% yet. Now, what's really interesting is that when we look at the research about addiction, there is a gap in the research and a gap in attention paid to behavioral addiction versus what we would typically think of as addictions, being addicted to an external substance, right? So there's been quite a bit of research done on pornography addiction and quite a bit of research done on gambling addiction, but not much else. There is some research done on adrenaline addiction for people who are into like extreme sports and things like that. In the last couple decades, there has been some research done on people who are danger seeking. And I think that's really interesting because presumably, I'm absolutely not a scientist, so understand that when I'm saying this, but presumably, if you can be addicted to adrenaline, you could be addicted to cortisol. That's really what got my wheels turning about this. When I procrastinate, this is something I started thinking about about six to eight months ago, and being aware of it has been such a game changer, honestly. But when I procrastinate, am I looking for that rush? Do I like being under pressure? And why do I like it? Because it doesn't actually feel good. I feel accomplished when I get something done in a short period of time, but it doesn't feel good to procrastinate. It feels stressful. And stress doesn't feel good, but it does feel normal. It does feel comfortable. And I think there's probably a lot of you that can relate to that and that have experienced either extended periods of stress or perhaps childhood trauma or any kind of chaos in your life. And you find that stress is your automatic operating mode and that you function really well in a state of stress. As I've been on this journey of trying to heal myself and take better care of myself and prioritize my own well-being, this has been something that has come up for me over and over again and that I keep thinking about is what are the ways in which I'm creating stress unnecessarily in my life? And for me, the immediate biggest one was procrastination. It was putting things off until the last second or avoiding tasks that need to be done that are weighing on me and causing me stress and avoiding them despite the fact that I would feel better if they were done. That's something that has always been a trait of mine, but as a parent, it's amplified, right? And I know from my clients, I know from chatting with people in the comments of this TikTok and getting messages from people around it, I know that this is very, very, very common. And there's a line here that we should acknowledge. Some people are truly demand avoidant. So if you are neurodiverse, you have ADHD, you are autistic, anything like that, you may be demand avoidant, which is like a very intense version of this. And there's a whole bunch of other traits that need to be acknowledged or need to be met in order to be considered demand avoidant. I'm not talking about being pathologically demand avoidant here. I'm talking about like daily low level procrastination, but nonetheless, procrastination that over time and in large quantities, when we were talking about lots of tasks at the same time, can cause a great amount of stress in your life and the negative effect that that has on you because you are perpetuating that cycle of being in a state of stress. So even when things are calm, even when things are good, you are creating these little pockets of stress in your life by not doing things when you should be doing them or by avoiding things that need to be done in order to alleviate stress or to make improvements to your life. So if you're someone who resonates with that and you feel like you can only get things done when you are stressed the F out, you feel like you thrive in chaos, that you work the best under pressure, then there's a few things that we can do to start addressing that. If you are a skilled service provider or aspiring digital product boss, listen up. The Self-Made Mama Society is open for enrollment and we've got a spot with your name on it. 
The Society is unlike any other program on the market. It's designed specifically for busy moms and caregivers, and it is the most accessible and hands-on business coaching program on the internet. We believe in delivering incredible value at amazing price points, and that's why this program is designed to give you all the attention you need to succeed at your specific stage of business and season of life. We are here to help you every step of the way in your online business journey, from getting started with your first few clients, to attracting an audience of perfect customers, to launching profitable passive products. The Society gives you clear action steps and hands-on support at every turn. We know there is no one-size-fits-all in online business, so in addition to comprehensive curriculum, you'll have access to weekly group coaching calls, weekly done-with-you marketing calls. Yes, that means we are working with you on your social content, your copy, your offers, all of it, and daily support in the members-only Facebook group, plus a one-on-one session with me to make sure that you and your business are getting the attention you need to succeed. Head to theselfmademama.com for more information or shoot us a DM on Instagram to chat about your business and see if this is your next best step. This is kind of a two-pronged approach. So these things are parallel, but you can just start with one. The two things are actually addressing the procrastination, so addressing the productivity issue, and then addressing the stress issue. Those are two very different things that sort of need to happen at the same time in order for you to successfully stop doing this. So let's tackle procrastination first. If you are somebody who really struggles to start or finish tasks, but you find that you can get a lot done in a short period of time when you are under pressure, then it may be worth it for you to employ the tool of creating almost a faux pressure for yourself, creating fake urgency so that it pushes the same buttons in your brain and gives you that push that you need to actually get things done, but with no actual hard consequence on the other side so that you're not actually in a state of stress. What we want to do is light that little fire under our butts, but not have the actual stressful consequence on the other side because we don't want to, again, continue perpetuating that cycle of putting ourselves into a state of stress so that we can get things done and then being stressed about it and then not being able to do things until we're stressed. What we want is to create low level urgency that doesn't have a really terrible consequence if the deadline is not met, but making it exciting enough, just exciting enough that we are compelled to do it and that it flicks that switch in our brain and we can actually get it done. So a really good example of how to do this is using a timer. So if you have a task that you're putting off, first of all, if it's a really big task, you need to break it down. One of the reasons that people procrastinate aside from stress seeking is overwhelm. And if you go back and listen to episode one, I talk in depth about that. But breaking your task down into tiny little sprints is one of the easiest ways to get over that. And then using a timer to motivate you to complete the sprint as quickly as possible gives you that urgency that your brain is seeking. It gives you that urgency that you often feel you need to actually do anything, but there's no negative consequence. It's almost like a game. You're turning it into a game as opposed to something that you're doing out of survival. So I'm going to use a household task as an example here. Let's say your kitchen is a mess and you need to clean your kitchen. The best way to tackle this, if this is something that you are constantly procrastinating, let's say you can never do your dishes, you never actually get your counters cleared, you're just procrastinating on it. It's sitting there, it's stressing you out. The very best thing that you can do is to pick one 
tiny thing to do in your kitchen. For example, if there's a bunch of dishes piled up beside the sink, maybe your tiny thing is that you're going to put them all in the sink. And that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but what you need to do is you need to build the momentum of successfully accomplishing tasks in your brain, and you will need the urgency of completing that task quickly to push yourself to do it if you are someone that struggles with this. So what I would do then in that case is I would set a timer and for maybe it's two minutes to put all the dishes in the sink, or maybe it's five minutes to put all the dishes in the dishwasher. And you're setting this little tiny timer and you're racing the timer to get this small one single step of the task done. Often what happens when you do that is that you get that little hit of dopamine from finishing the task and it feels so good. It's so rewarding to your brain that you will actually just keep going and get the whole job done. But if you don't, if you don't feel naturally inclined to go and get the job done, then just pick the next tiny thing and set a timer and do it that way. And you can do this with household tasks. Like I hate doing laundry and bless my husband. He usually does the laundry, but if I have to do it, I literally set timers and I do it one tiny little piece at a time because it's something that I will put off forever and we will just pull our clothes out of a giant pile on the floor if it's left to me. I have to be disciplined about it and using timers is one of the ways that I can get a handle on this task that I would otherwise just kind of let go and let go and let go. When it comes to your business, when it comes to work, often we procrastinate on projects that feel overwhelming or hard to us. And part of that, as you would find out if you listen to episode one, is a fear of failure. It's a fear of not being good enough, not doing the project successfully. But part of it is this procrastination problem, this stress seeking. We're waiting for the pressure to be so high that the pressure motivates us to work. What I do for a big project is I write down on a piece of paper everything that needs to happen for that project. You can use a project management software for this. For me, the way my brain works, I find they're kind of a rabbit hole for me and I end up just going down the rabbit hole of managing the software as opposed to it actually helping me. So I just do this in a notebook or with a piece of paper and it works great. So you write down everything that needs to happen for this project, every little tiny stage. And then what I do is I work backwards from the deadline, the actual deadline of the project, and I set a short little deadline for each piece, each tiny little task. And so what I do is I work in sprints. I cannot sit down and just chip away at a project and have a big list of things that I need to do for a project and sit down for like an hour every day and chip away at it. It won't happen. It's just not how I operate. What will happen is I will leave it until the last minute and then do it all at once as fast as possible. But that doesn't result in my best work. Again, that's perpetuating that cycle of stress. I don't want to keep putting myself in that state of stress. So I have to take action to change that. And so do you. So this is a way that we can take action to address that. I set these little tiny deadlines. For example, if I am doing a website audit with a client, I know that step one is that I need to go through the website and I need to take screenshots of it so that I can stick it in a Google Doc and add comments on the side of each section of the website. That is not a very big task. That is not actually going to take me very long, but it is the first step. It's the first hurdle that I have to overcome in order to actually get into the project, get into doing that work. So I take that task, take screenshot, paste into Google Doc, format space for comments. That is the task that I need to accomplish. And I will set myself a 24 hour deadline to do that. So that has to be done by the end of day tomorrow. That's the one thing I have to do. Then I will go ahead and I'll do that for every other stage of that project. And I set these tiny little deadlines. So instead of having one big deadline two weeks from now, I have teeny tiny little deadlines that are happening every 24 to 48 hours. 
and the task is very manageable that needs to happen. And again, when I sit down to work, I set a timer. So if I think that doing that task is going to take me 20 minutes, I'll set a timer for 20 minutes. If I think it's going to take me an hour, I set a timer for an hour. And I race my timer and it gets that part of my brain going that needs a little bit of pressure, but it doesn't result in any actual stress. And slowly but surely, this is breaking that cycle. So that is the best advice I can give you in terms of breaking the productivity cycle of procrastinating all the time. Let's talk about the other side of this, which is the fact that we are used to being in stress and so we are seeking stress. And unfortunately, the only way out of that is through it, which means that we have to work to reduce our overall stress levels. That is going to be a whole other podcast episode because we're already 20 minutes into this one and I could talk for hours about this. But intentionally reducing stress in your life, even when stressful things are happening to you or around you, is such an important skill that absolutely none of us are taught. And it is not something that is valued or spoken about, particularly in the entrepreneur space, the girl boss hustle culture, rise and grind type culture. This is not something that we talk about, but intentional stress reduction is such a game changer. It's such a game changer for the type of business owner that you're going to be and the quality of your life and breaking little cycles like procrastination as a stress seeking behavior. It's so important. We're not going to get into all the ins and outs of it today, but if you're someone who has resonated with the topic of this podcast, if you're someone who has realized, shoot, I'm seeking stress when I procrastinate, then I want you to start thinking about how you can work on overall stress reduction in your life because constantly being in a state of stress or being exposed to things that put you into a state of stress is going to be completely counterproductive when we're trying to break this cycle. So just something to start thinking about little ways that you can reduce stress in your life, whether that's getting a little bit more exercise, whether that is cutting something out that is really causing you stress. Maybe it's an activity or something like that, that your family does that is just more stress than it's worth. It's not bringing you enough joy to make it worth it, you know? And just thinking about little things like that. How can you trim your life down to a nice, simple, low stress rhythm so that over time you can completely break this cycle of being used to being in stress and so constantly seeking out ways to be in stress because that's where you're comfortable. So that's what I'm going to leave you with today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, we want to hear from you. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review to let us know what you think. And make sure to share your favorite episodes with your friends or followers and tag me so we can connect on social. 